0: some things that happened on Sunday night. I want to take some things that the Lord showed me this week, and I want to impart those things uh, this morning as we just make space this morning. Amen. 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 So come on, everybody, put your hand on your heart if you would. See, I make room this morning. You're invited, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to me. This, the Word is implanted in me. And it falls on good ground. The enemy will not come and take it. It will produce a harvest in my life. Amen, amen. Listen to that. It's going to produce a harvest in our life. Amen. All right, so uh, I'm going to jump off into uh, a couple of things real quick. I had, you know, most of y'all know that I, uh, Paul and I downsized tremendously this year. We, uh, the Holy Ghost just, man, he just did what only he could do. We looked for a home for about two years. Um, We put our house on the market, um, you know, just believing that we, knowing that it was going to have to be a specific kind of buyer to come along. And I looked at a home that was on Tanglewood at the very beginning of that year, and we weren't in a position to buy a home until we sold our home. You know, you know how that kind of goes. You can't, we couldn't purchase until ours was purchased. But I saw this house that was at Tanglewood, and I, just, I immediately just loved everything about the house. I loved the layout. I loved everything about it. And Paul really had his heart and his mind and his kind of desire set on something out in the country. He's a caster boy, you know. He don't like having neighbors. He likes to be out in the country. He likes to see, you know, rabbits frolicking in the yard and, and uh, deer saying hello. And so uh, this didn't fit that bill. But we were continuing to look, and I, I saw this house on Tanglewood, and, uh, and it immediately went on the market. And it stayed on the market for about eight months, uh, eight to nine months. And then the day before they were supposed to close on this house, the, the buyer backed out. She said, I'm not buying the house. So our real estate uh, lady, Miss Paige Salas, that we just, that, bless her heart, she said I was the longest client she's ever had. Um, <laughs> uh she said, hey, the, the Tanglewood house is back on the market. But once again, our house had not sold. So here we were. So uh, immediately the house went back under contract again, stayed under contract for about three or four months, and the, their financing fell through. House was back on the market. Okay, y'all ready for this? All right, Saturday, Paul leaves. He head, he's going to Africa. I call Paul on the phone, and I say, hey, listen, somebody from Arizona— has put an offer in. They want to buy a house. Sight unseen. They did a video, you know, conference-type deal, you know, a video call. Bought it. Sight unseen. Our house is fixing to be sold. And he goes, okay, so we're negotiating, you know, contract, you know, whatnot. So that was on a Saturday. Guess what happened on Monday? Tanglewood came back up on that market again. (laughs) So I called Paul in Africa, and I'm like, my house is back on the market. It's back on the market. And we had just been talking about timing and timing and typing, and God's timing is perfect, amen? God's timing is perfect. And so to consolidate all, all that in, we got rid of our house. Guess where I moved on to? I moved on to Tanglewood, and I love my house. Every day I wake up in my house, and I say, thank you, Jesus. I love this house. I love this house because it's God's house, and he saw the desire in my heart, and I just stayed focused, and I stayed steady. And I just know that God was going to work all things out to my good because I'm called according to his purpose. Amen. And so as I've gotten into this house, there was this one particular room I hadn't done anything with. And so it kind of, does anybody have a catch-all room? You know, anything that you have that just doesn't really have a place, it doesn't have an a area, everything just kind of gets shoved into that, that one particular place. And it's actually kind of like a more of a formal dining room area. And so there was just stuff that was in there. When we didn't have room for this, we just put it in there. Well, I got an exceptional deal on a dining room set <laughs> that I really love, and I had to go pick it up. But I had no room for the dining room set. Why? Because inside that room was everything you could imagine. So for me to be able to put that dining room set in that room, guess what I had to do? I had to clean some stuff out. I had to make room for that piece of furniture. Listen to me. I had to make room. I had to get rid of some things. I had to take some things out. I had to reshift some things so that I would be able to have room. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit is the exact same way? When you make room for him... When you make a, a conscious effort to say, I'm going to take some of this stuff out, I'm going to stop time, I'm going to come on a Sunday night, even though it's the playoffs, right? Even though there was football games going on, right? I, I had to hear that. That I'm going to make space, I'm going to make time, I'm going to come, and I'm just going to get into the presence of the Lord. I'm just going to stop what I'm doing, I'm going to turn that TV off, I'm going to put that phone down, come on, I'm going to make space, I'm going to make room, and the Holy Spirit comes, and the Holy Spirit does what only He can do. And when He comes in, let me tell you, He begins to change things, and He begins to rearrange things, and He begins to serve the purpose of the, the, the thing that's in my life that I need. He serves the purpose of what you need in your life. My kids make fun of me all the time because they'll be talking about problems. They'll be saying, oh, this or that, and the, the one response that I say constantly, it's a heart issue. It's a hard issue. How many times have I said it, Stephen? Lots. It's a hard issue. Well, why can't, why isn't this working for me? Why isn't that working? It's a hard issue. In other words, what that means is that somehow in your, in your spirit, man, the Holy Spirit, which is the answer to every problem that you'll ever have, the Holy Spirit, which is empowers us, the Holy Spirit, which, which, which breaks off the, the enemy's hold, the enemy's thoughts, the enemy's, uh, the enemy's voice, when the Holy Spirit has room in your life to operate correctly, guess what? Things begin to happen. Amen? And so as this church, as we, we came together on that Sunday night, Philip had a an altar call, and he asked people to come. and He said, "Do you want the the uh, the Holy Spirit to to basically, you know, just to narrow it down? Do you want the Holy Spirit to really have a place in your life? Do you want Him to have a voice? Do you want the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to to um." to begin to, to come into your life and you want to see change maybe in, in, in some things that, that you've been going through. Do you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Come on. Do you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And there were people that flooded down here and, and hands were lifted and he led us in a prayer. And, uh, and, and as I was standing there and I'm down here and I'm doing the exact same thing, I just begin I have a tendency sometimes that the Holy Spirit gives me he's always done this he's given me a, a a a a a tangible image that has a spiritual connection does that make sense so I might I might see Roger here and as I look at Roger um and I'm praying for Roger I might see something like a building and then the Holy Spirit will tell me Uh, What that kind of represents, you know, that that he's a he's a strong tower or he's, you know, that's just kind of how the Holy Spirit does for me. So as I'm I'm worshiping, I begin to see the Holy Spirit. It's almost like he's a dove. I mean, that's that's not a star far stretch, is it? and the holy spirit is just it's like this dove and inside this dove is like these gifts these these presents they have bows they 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 looked in different ways and it was and it was hovering over the people that were down at the altar and i would see that certain people had a true encounter a true desire a a a, a pure heart that is asking for it. And, and I could just see in that moment that there was a transparency that was in that person. And all of a sudden that 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 gift, that thing, would just drop and that would that gift would would absorb into that person. It would just absorb into that person. And I was like, oh wow. God's doing something pretty cool. (laughs) He's depositing the gifts of the Spirit into people at CCAM. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for you to just take home and have for yourself. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is for the edification of the body of Christ. Therefore, that means if God has deposited something inside of you, then it is your job to care for the gift, to make way for the gift, to, to, uh, to learn how to operate in the gift. How many of you have ever been given a gift? You've been given something, and you get it, and you open it, and you have no idea how it works. You know how, how to put it together. You know, you know the purpose of it, right? You know what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to vacuum the floor. It's supposed to fly around uh, outside. It's supposed to, um, that would be like an airplane. Um, it, 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 it's supposed to do this. So what do you have to do to learn how to operate the gift? Come on, what do you need to do? If you don't know how to put something together, what do you need to look at? You gotta get the instructions. You gotta go to a YouTube video, right? You gotta ask somebody maybe that has done it themselves. You've got to learn what is the gift represent. I mean, what is the gift's purpose? And you only find that out by 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 learning what does the gift look like. Going to the instruction, figuring it out, and using it. Let me say it again: using it. <laughs> it can sit there all day long in your little room that has no purpose and it's just shoved over in the side and begin to have cobwebs do you know what I mean but until you actually pick it up and you begin to use this gift when you begin to use this thing for the purpose that it was created for and I'm telling you that the gifts of the spirit that was deposited inside of you is for the edification for the body of Christ it is not just for you it is for other people because other people are hurting turn to the person on your right turn to the person on your left (laughs) look up here we're hurting. We have issues of life. We're struggling. We've got stuff going on. We've got financial issues. We've got, we've got physical issues. We've got relational issues. We've got work issues. Come on. We're struggling with our identity. We're struggling with who we are. Come on. There's so many things that the person that's sitting to you, beside you, that's sitting back there, that's sitting up here, we're all dealing with stuff. And the Father has given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit to help one another. To be everything that God's called and created us to be. Amen? I just spit all over my microphone. Whoever has to use it, we need to spray. All right, so let's go real quick to our first, 1 Corinthians 6.19. So I'm going to give you some scriptures to back this up. Are we ready? All right. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Say, he's in me. That's right. Whom you have from God and you are not your own. Can we clarify and start this off at the very beginning of this message? You do not belong to you. I'm sorry. Let me me rephrase that. If you're a child of God, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, if you are filled with, With the Holy Spirit, you do not belong to you. It is not about what you want. It is not about how you think. It is not about your mindset. You have the Holy Spirit in you. The Word of God tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We carry the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I take that seriously. I've had encounters with this person named the Holy Spirit. You can't you can't take away from my encounters. You can't explain my encounters. They are powerful. They are moving. They are rich. They are fulfilling. They have changed me. But one encounter or two encounters or seven encounters or ten encounters are not enough. It's not enough. The anointing of God that's in our life, this life, Ginger Gray, Ginger Smith Gray, is not, does not belong to me. I belong to Him, and He belongs to me. There was a quote, and I'll say it. I'll give credit uh, for this first quote. After that, it's mine. But it was Joyce Myers, and she said, "I don't just want to have the Holy Spirit." Listen to me. I'm going to say it one more time. I don't just want to have the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to have me. I want him to have me. I want him to have all of me. I want to make sure that I have made room. Come on. I want to make sure that there's nothing in my life that is, that is crowding his purpose in my life. There are so many things that we crowd up. There are so many things that we put um, in place of the things that that he needs we have we have this uh we have our jobs that man they they take a lot of you don't they you know what I mean? You got to deal with a lot of personalities. You got a lot of things you have to do. You have family relationships that, that man, they, that, that, that takes time. You've got marriages, you've got kids, you've got, you're, you're, caring for elderly, uh, um, you know, parents. You, you're, you have, uh, somebody in your family that, 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 that has health complications. And so you're doing everything you can, you know, to, to help that person. You, you, you've got this thing called the TV and there's like, Like, I don't even know. Anything you want is on TV. Anything, anything at all is at the accessibility. You didn't grow up like me. At 12 o'clock, the TV went off, and and the the national anthem came on, and that was it. You know, you were done. You had three channels, and that was it. And if something was on the three channels, and plus your mama just didn't let you say it on TV all the time. She made you get out, and you had to stay outside, and you had to drink from the water hose, and you had to stay out until you were begging to come in. And she's like, okay, now you can come in. The house is clean. So you got this TV, right? You've got this phone that gives you 24-7. Have access to anything. Come on. How many of you have that screen time thing that pops up and it tells you how many hours you've been on? Oh, you, you, your screen time is up this week to seven hours and 42 seconds that you've spent on your phone, or your time has decreased to 12 hours and 13 seconds this week. There's all kinds of things that, that, that is this temple that we put in that does not allow the Holy Spirit access to be able to do with the purpose of what he's supposed to do. Are you listening to me? We invite sin to come into our life that causes us to not be able to, 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 to have that, 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 uh, that thing that is allowing the Holy Spirit to move because there's all this sin that's up in there. He's still there, but you haven't given him access. You haven't given him the ability to move and to do the things that we need to do. So, if we want this church to have a revival, if we want to have, come on, grow time. That's what we're saying, right? time, grow time. If we want to see miracles in this place, if we want to see transformations in our family, if we want to have revelations, come on, if we want these things, we have to come to this place where we have a daily infilling. A daily infill, infilling. You've got to ask. You've got to purpose in your heart to Ask. To say, I need the Holy Spirit in my life today to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. Look, there are beautiful encounters that happen Sunday night. Look, there's beautiful encounters that happen all throughout the Bible. Think about uh, uh, Paul when he was on the road to Damascus, right? He's on the road to Damascus and he has an encounter with the Father. He has an encounter with Jesus. He has an encounter with the Holy Ghost, and it blinds him. And he tells him, he says, you, you know, in the Holy Spirit, I mean, Jesus says, you go down to Straight Street, and you stay there for three days, and you think about what it's going to cost you, what you're going to have to lay down. It was an encounter, and he could have gotten his sight at that moment, and never had any more encounters from that point on. Because there was a young man, a young rich ruler that came to Jesus, and he he had an encounter with Jesus. He had an encounter, and he met him, and he was blown away by it. He said, I just want to leave. I want to leave everything, and I want to come after you. I want to get rid of everything that's inside of me. I want to make room for you. And whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. I want to follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. And Jesus looked at him and said, then, great, awesome. Look, you go sell everything you have, and you take up, and you come with me. And that rich, young ruler said, I'm a man of a, of a lot of money. I can't do that. He had one encounter, but he didn't make room. He was that close, and he didn't make room. Encounters are wonderful, people. I love encounters. I, can, I, could, I could start for the next couple of hours, and I could begin to tell you about encounter after encounter. I grew up in this time when there was lots of home uh, uh, prayer meetings is what we called them. And I'm going to tell you, there was some stuff that went down that has molded and shaped me and created in me the intimacy that I desire with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about you'd get there at 5 o'clock, and at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, you'd be going home just drunk from the, in the presence of the Lord. Kids laid out, you know, they'd just be over in the corner, you know, with a blanket on them, just out. We didn't care. We just wanted the presence of God. We just wanted Him to come. We just wanted to hear from Him. We just wanted to experience Him. And look in today's churches, do you know how hard that is to do that? Look, we got powerhouse kids in the back. If if the Holy Ghost broke out in here and we were in here till four o'clock, something we'd have to go back there and and there'd be there'd be I I don't even there'd be revolt, right? (laughs) How do you expect people to be able to 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 in, in churches across? What about the the multiple churches? What if the Holy Ghost fail? Come on, what if the Holy Ghost came in, and man, he just wrecked this entire place, and everybody's laid out, but we're going to have to say, okay, uh, excuse me, we got a whole other uh, church coming in at 10 o'clock, so y'all got to get up. Y'all got to go. We, 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 can't, we don't want to have time for this. I'm just being real. Do you really think that the Father cares about, about moments that, 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 that doesn't fit into your time frame, into your plan? If the Holy Ghost wants to come in, we want to see revival, and we want to see some incredible things happen into our church. We have got to make top priority. We have got to come to this place where we make room for him. We make room for him. Remember when I told you that, that Sunday night that as I was looking, I saw these gifts being deposited. Let's go over, if we would, and let me, let me pull up um, 1 Corinthians 12, 1... Uh, one through, yeah. So we're going to talk about these gifts. Are y'all ready? It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want y'all to be stupid this morning. Don't be stupid. We're going to be, we're going to be smart. In verse 2, it says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these stupid idols, these dumb hour, idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I, have make, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Here we go. But there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. (laughs) And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to one for the profit of all. Stop right there for a second. The manifestation... Of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So the Spirit is given to you for all. It didn't say that the Spirit was given to you for you. It didn't work that way. It didn't work that way. Go to the next one. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Say word of wisdom. Through the Spirit. To another the word of knowledge. Say word of knowledge. Through the same Spirit. Verse 9. To another faith. Say Faith. By the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, gifts of healing, by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongue, to another the interpretation of tongues. And the last one, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Sunday night, as people were standing out here, and they had their hands up, and they were saying, man, I... I want to make room, I want everything you've got lord and I've, I've, I've said that before. I've just like, whatever you want to give me, I want it. I want it all. I want it all, I want it all. I want everything that he gives i don't want I don't want just one part, I want everything and as the as I saw Friday uh, Sunday night as the gifts were just being deposited in certain people, you're going to laugh, but you know he showed me people that the, the gifts were being deposited in. everybody's going, oh my gosh. <laughs> Because I am like, if anybody knows me, look, if I know it's there, I'm coming after you. You know, I mean, I just, I am relentless. It may take me 10 years to get you to that point. But man, when the Lord reveals something to me, when he reveals those things to me, man, then I'm accountable for it, right? I'm accountable for it. If he shows it to me, if I don't know, then you can't, he can't fault me if I don't know. But if I know, if I know. If I know, then I'm accountable for it. So we're going to know today. So, (laughs) this is so much fun. Y'all just don't know how much I love making people uncomfortable. Okay, here we go. All right. So, Sunday night, as we're doing, as we're there, and I'm seeing these gifts being deposited, all of a sudden I look, and Paul and I talked about this. He has, a, he has a way of, I just want you to know something special about, about Paul, my Paul, Pastor Paul. It doesn't always have to work through him. I love this about him. If he sees that the anointing is flowing through Serena, if he sees the anointing is flowing through Angel, through Greg, through Roger, through Teresa, whoever he sees, he, he's like, he'll step back and he'll say, go with it. So pretty much at the same time, we realize as we're doing this that, he had a different kind of way of he how he kind of saw. But what I saw is I saw Chris Lewis. And Chris Lewis was was standing. And I, I, I see, like, the gifts. And the, the father tells me, he said, the gifts, are there. He just, he just passed right by you. Sorry. Because it was just already there. And he said, I want you to release that. And I was like, no, nah, I don't do that because they're like in the middle of the stuff i just didn't want to you know there's times when the father will will prompt you to do something and not you know and and you just sometimes you just don't want to do it i'm just like i don't want to i don't want to do it until philip looks at me and he says pastor ginger you got anything and then i know i was like Ugh. and so you know i have to get up and i have to i have to release what the lord has shown me and chris gets up and he releases a prophetic word so i'm declaring to you chris this day i'm putting you at the front line of this church, and I'm declaring for everyone to know that Chris Lewis has a prophetic anointing on his life. He is the prophet of this house. He is the prophet of this house. And if you don't understand what, a, what that looks like and what that entails, then look it up. I don't have time this morning to go through it all. But if any of you have ever had Chris Lewis pray for you to put his hands upon you, Chris doesn't say a whole lot. You know, he's not, he's not one that jabbers his jaw relentlessly. You know what I mean? That it just kind of jumbles. When Chris speaks, E.F. Hutton listens, right? When Chris begins to speak, it's powerful. And so I'm telling you, if Chris is speaking to you, if he's praying over you, close your mouth and listen. Is that, is that, a, good enough, is that a good enough thing to say? If, if you don't know, then you don't know. But if you know, now you know. If you need a prophetic word, if you're struggling and you need something, you need to hear from the Lord, who do you think you need to go to? I'm sorry, who? Let's say it again. Who do you need to go to? Thank you very much, Chris. So be on notice. Wear the hat proudly. Carry the mantle. i just spit again. Carry the mantle with the grace and the power and the compassion and the mercy that I know that you have because it's a new season it's a new place and you've been prepared for most of your life for this so with it comes great responsibility (laughs) but I know you've counted the cost and now we know amen now we know all right here we go where's Greg at is he in the back Can you ask him to step in here for a minute See if you will step in. There he goes. Uh, Travis is there. I'll go to, go to Greg in just a minute. Let me jump off on Greg real quick. And while, he's, while I'm waiting for him, I want to talk to you about your pastor, Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul carries an apostolic anointing upon him. If you don't know what an apostle anointing, an apostolic, look it up. I don't have time to go through it this morning. He's an excellent fire starter. Man, he, he, he can start something. Oh, here we go. We coming in. I'm still going, it's good. He starts things. He's a, He is a, uh, he works in miracles. He has the gift of miracles. I can't go into you everything that has happened when he's prayed for people, but it would absolutely blow your mind. He's seen hands grow out. He has seen eyes that have been blind to be opened. He has seen miracles that is, is, It's just mind-blowing. Do we want to see it more in this church? Absolutely. Amen. Don't we want to see it? Come on. Don't we want to see it? Yes. Yes. So what if you need something in your life, an apostolic anointing? If you're needing that miracle in your life, who do you need to go to? You need to go to Pastor Paul. Pastor Greg, thank you for coming in for just a second. Let me talk to you a little bit about your pastor back there. Pastor Greg works in the gift of faith if you do anything with Greg, if you hear him talk about any length of time, any amount of time, what is going to come out of him? Faith. Faith. He has a revelation on it. He has a revelation of faith. Now, he works in all of the gifts that are provided in there. I'm just saying that, that the, the, as, the, as the Spirit profits all, there's always something that kind of comes up inside of us. Do you know what I mean? He's worked in it. He's walked in it. He's, he's, he's lived in it. He bathes in it. He smears in it. He studies it. If you go to talk to him, he you'll, you'll, you'll just try to go talk to him about the Doobie Brothers, right? And out of the Doobies Brothers, all of a sudden it becomes this faith, right? This faith that, that rises up in him. He can't help it. It's just him. So if you're needing if you're struggling in your faith, if you're struggling in who, you're, who you are, you're struggling in and doubting the things that God can do and will do, if you're needing a, a, an, an agreement, who should you go to, to to tap into that gift? Thank you. Let me talk about our other pastor, Angel. We've, many have said this. Paul has said it, and it's really true. She is one of the kindest, most gracious human beings that has ever walked this earth. And that is the truth. If you know her, you know it's true. That's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. That's just the beautiful part of, of her personality, right? She flows in all of the gifts that are up here. But Angel has the gift of words of wisdom. And they come out in beautiful moments that when she begins to teach. It is like these nuggets of revelation, this wisdom that comes from this gift that 's inside of her, when she begins to teach, when she begins to 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 minister if she 's talking to you she 's going to be speaking tonight at team challenge she 's going to flow over into those words of wisdom she 's going to be able to speak those things, and she 's going to be, be able to to, to to put it in such a way that you 'll never forget it megan where 's megan 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 where are you at okay, so she came when we were at the 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 um, the uh, in Mount, uh, I mean, at the bridge, and we did a conference, and Pastor Angel preached. What was the thing that you've told me that you never forgot of the thing that she talked about, that she gave the gift? Do you remember? That, yes, but what was the the little, the little, and what was that on, on Cinderella? She took a simple concept, and she, and I, I, I see women all the time, and they never have forgotten that word of wisdom. So if you need some wisdom in your life, who do you need to go to? You need to go to Pastor Angel. You need to ask her to help you and guide you in this wisdom. Come on. I need, can you step in and bring me in, Angela Stanland? Is she out in their county? Angela Stanland. Okay, Travis is going to get her. While I'm waiting for her, can I go to you and let let me talk to you a little bit about Jody and Devin. I love you. So Jody and Devin Martin, flowing all the gifts. But Jody is our, is our intercessor. Have you ever had Jody pray for you? Come on. Have you ever heard Jody pray in the Spirit? Have you ever heard Devin praying in the Spirit? Have you heard Jody speak the word, praying in the Spirit, and then give the interpretation of it? Yes. Intercessors. Devin. Jody, they are the intercessors of this house. They are the prayer team. They are the powerhouse prayer people. And can I just tell you, she just doesn't do it here. She just doesn't do it on Sunday mornings in the back. She's at Go Fresh every morning, girls. Isn't that right? Let me, girls, have an amen. She's praying. She's declaring over this city. She's declaring over this, this government. So if you need, if that's something that you're desiring, something that the Lord's pressed in your heart, who do you need to talk to? Jody and Devin. They're the intercessors of this house. If you need prayer, who do you need to go to? So where's Angela Staniland? Is she coming? Where's she at? stand up, Angela. All right. This woman back here, she has a gift of discerning of spirits. The first time I took Angela to the bridge, she left at the bridge, and she went in the bathroom, and she was overwhelmed, and she said, Pastor Ginger, I feel it all. I feel everything. I feel everything. And it was overwhelming to her. And she was just in the bathroom, like, having to regurgitate a little bit and compose herself. And I was like, yes, I got the gift. We got the gift. And, and she's, learned how to, she's learned how to not be overcome, right, by the emotions of the gift. But she can recognize that discerning of that spirit. If you're having some issues and you're not knowing this, that, or another, who do you need to go to? Go to Angela. She'd go to her husband, Michael. They stand together as a unit. If you're needing that discernment, if you're needing that thing to say, hey, I'm not really sure, ask her to pray about it. Ask her say, I need help in trying to discern this thing. Is this a good thing? Is this a thing of God? I mean, she might be able to look at you immediately and go, like, rattle it off, like, you know, something. But it, it, she will pray about it. Her and Michael will gather together, and they'll pray about it, and she'll release it. As only the gift can do. Amen? Woo! So many of you this morning, last Sunday night, you you asked for some gifts. And the Holy Spirit always answers. He always does what he does. And if you want it, he gives it to you. And so we're in this place, we're in this area, and it is my job, it is our pastor's job, it's all the, 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 to, to help facilitate that gift. And I just want to give you an example of what the gift kind of looks like. Come up here, Stephen. I told him this morning, I said, are you ready to get out of your comfort zone a little bit? And he was like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever you say. All right, so it's going to be so fun. So come here, Stephen, stand right here. It's really hard sometimes for me to to uh hi, to um sometimes it's easier sometimes for me to go to Mexico or to go to Brazil or go to somebody and I don't have a clue who they are and to be able to, to give a word to. But what I can always say if I'm standing next to somebody, I can say, I wonder what Jesus would say to you if he was standing right here. And so I release it and I say I believe if Jesus was standing here, he, he would say that he sees your heart. He's always seen your heart. And he's always seen the fact that the enemy has seen your heart and that the enemy has tried many and multiple times to make that heart stop beating. But Jesus has always shielded you and he's always covered you. And he's always created something inside of you that was always bigger than who you are and who you would ever be. And so the season that he's been taking you in, has been a difficult season. It's been a rocky season. Sometimes it could be discouraging. But I believe that Jesus would say to you that he sees it all. He sees everything. He sees the smallest to the biggest. He sees the, the practice time. He sees him standing in front of people. But more than anything, he sees you like David on the side of a hill, playing that guitar and just singing and worshiping to him because he's created you to be a heart that has a worship him. And that simply is that you're a man after God's own heart. Amen? Would you agree? All right, so good, huh? All right, so Carly, come up here for a minute, baby. Here you go. So, hold on to it. Okay, so Stephen, nope, you ain't got a guitar. So Stephen, let me ask you something. You see this girl right here. What do you think Jesus would say to her if he was right here? What do you think he would say to her?
1: There's peace that's in your heart. That when you speak, God enters the room, the anointing flows when you start to sing. strong you are confident things start to happen whenever you speak (laughs) things start to happen things start to flow whenever you start to start to sing but you have to see that you have to see it but you don't you have the anointing it's strong within you but you have to rely on him and not think about what's inside of your head or inside of your heart You have to find that first. And you will.
0: That can be difficult, can't it? Thank you, Stephen. You see, there's been this thing that's been stirring inside of Stephen for a long time. That was a huge deal. It's a huge thing for him. One of the things that Stephen struggled with so hard for so long was being able to release what's here out of here. Does anybody else struggle with that? There's these things, you know, that you know inside of you. There's these truths there's this this presence that's inside of you. You know, you know that it's there, but then when you try to begin to to communicate it, right? When you begin to try to say it and you try to put it into English words, it just comes out. You know, it just can't. It doesn't connect between those things. That's the thing that I've been praying for, Stephen. That's the thing that I've been declaring over him. That what's inside of here, because there's so many, there's so much that's here. Y'all just you. you it, it, it's just so much that's here that I want that connection. I want that thing that's here to be able to come out of his mouth, to begin to prophesy, to begin to speak the words of wisdom, to begin to speak that word of knowledge, to begin to speak out things that aren't and declare them as they should be and they will be and watch it manifest inside of him. That was a huge thing. But that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the gift. That's the gift. It's the gift. Amen. So I'm coming for you. I know that change has shifted, right? We've got some change that has been shifted. We have Emily and Justin who are going to be in, leading our missions. We have Michael and Angela that are taking on our live group. And we have Joel and Serena who are coming alongside Casey and Jenny and Terry and Mandy to impart to this next generation. And I just declare right now, come on, I speak prophetically and I say to Michael and to Angela, to Terry and to Mandy and Justin and Emily and Joel and Serena, I declare that God's fixing to move y'all into a place where the gifts of the Spirit are fixing to blow up the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on, he's fixing to take the cap off of it and we're about to see an explosion. Do you know why we're going to see an explosion? Because we're going to make way for it. We're going to make room for it. We're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to listen and tenderly listen to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to step into that place and not feel like we have to do it on on our own and not realize that we have everything that we need in the house of God. We have every single person that has access to the throne room. And if we're not hearing it clearly, if we're not receiving it clearly, then we're going to go to that person and we're going to say, I need that gift. You know how to operate the gift. I want to operate in that gift, right? I want, I want that thing in my life. I want that in my life. I need that wisdom. I need that faith. I need that miracle in my life. So impart that to me and, and help me to figure out how to how to connect this to this so that I can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet. I know I went over a little bit long. Woo! Told y'all where we're going.